Emmy Award-winning John Mulaney presents Everybody's in L.A., a special run of six live episodes created by and starring Mulaney that'll stream live on Netflix during the Netflix is a Joke Fest. The comically unconventional show will feature special guests where John Mulaney explores the city of Los Angeles during a week when every funny person is in it. Watch John Mulaney Presents Everybody's in L.A., debuting May 3rd live at 7 p.m. Pacific Time, only on Netflix. If scary movies give you dread, keep you up late night in bed, here's a podcast that will help you ease your mind. We'll explain the plot real nicely, then we'll talk about what's frightening so you never have to have a spooky time. It's ruined. Hello, everybody. You Welcome to Ruin. This is Hallie. And this is Allison. And we're here to ruin a horror movie just for you. Just for your little ears. Allison, how are you doing? I'm good. You know, daylight saving time, kind of adjusting. <laughs> I, I'm exhausted. I don't even know how that's possible. But I'm like, I lose one hour and my whole life falls to shit. I felt I also, like... I, like, I have very bad insomnia. What a surprise. Um, and, uh... <laughs> I've been waking up very early, like, between the hours of, like, 3 and 6 every day, um, and then just being awake for those hours, and then going back to sleep from, like, 6 to 10, because I'm a psycho without a job, so that's, like, kind of fine. Um, so when daylight saving happened, I was like, what time is it? <laughs> like, yeah. truly, like, I already always wake up just, like, panicked about what time it is, because it's always the middle of the night or the early morning hours, and I was just like, oh, God, what's happening? <laughs> Do, don't they say that, like, naturally we would wake up for, like, two hours at night? Am I making this up? I it's do. Like if, so I hope we, so. There you go. I think it's like if we were not beholden to the 9 to 5 working day, yes. we would wake up, you know, putter around and then go back to sleep. Yeah, that's, like, what I'm doing. And it does feel natural, <laughs> but only because I do it all the time. Right, do you exactly. sleep through the night? Yeah. I, I <laughs> pretty nice. much— Every night, Good for I, you. you know, unless my anxiety is super high, which or does happen, or like ahead of a flight, I've always been a very heavy sleeper, and I, I feel like aside from some very spotty weeks during the pandemic. Mm. I, I'm good to go. I'm, ba- I'm right now. I'm back at it. No problem. Wow, good for you. I, I don't mean to brag. It's the one thing I've got going for me. Is You're a I good can, sleeper. I can, like when people talk about a baby. Sleeper. Like she's a really good sleeper. <laughs> I was I was going to say uh, I told our producer Sabrina this, but uh, uh, Dave, boyfriend of the pod's son, is obsessed with Ghostbusters because he's been indoctrinated in our household. Of course. And, he has a little Gozar doll that has Aww. two different kinds of hands. So one hand has lightning that shoots out of it, you know. And the other one is just a very delicate little pair of ghostly hands. And I'll just find them in the house. Just like <gasps> oh, two little wandering hands. I am seeing them. And wow. that Ooh. They're like the like very mo- microscopic version of like, you know, those little like, um, basically like they're small hands that you put on your finger. Yes. Yeah, it's, exactly. They're smaller than those. But but more realistic than Barbie hands. Yeah. And, which and don't come off. I know. And you can sort of, you can see the bones. So it's a very odd little, <gasps> oh, uh, so you know, spooky. talisman to find floating around your apartment. <laughs> right here. Um, guys, we've been having you leave um, five-star reviews and uh, along with a spooky uh, review. And we really appreciate it. And I have a special one. Oh, well, they're boy. all really special. I don't know why I said that. A really great one. Um, that was left by Imp Denied. Oh, Great. No. And Allison, five stars. The title of this review is Lump. Lump? I don't really oh, stand out, and usually no one notices me. 
But lately, I want to be noticed. Every creature has a drive to create, and I'm no different. But my options are kind of limited as a small fungal lump that lives in Allison's optic nerve. <laughs> 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 oh, wait, there's more. Hang on. There's more. Oh, boy, oh, here God. we go. Allison, That's plenty. I got to get out of there if I want to spread these spores. So here's my plan. I secrete some chemicals into her brain, making her more fear-seeking, eventually <laughs> eventually leading her to insanity. If you've seen any of these movies they talk it's about, a long you know trip. what happens around the eye area. Good odds <gasps> for me. So far, so good. I mean, why do you think she even agreed to this podcast? <gasps> wow. So that lump's been working the long game. A lump in my optic nerve made me G-chat you like nine years oh, ago about Oh, my this. God. <laughs> Well, you this know, it goes hard all the way to the top. <laughs> yeah, you can only put suggestions through. It can't mm. be like you have to do it. It's like, yeah, I'm thinking about it. Yeah. Well, wow, thank you, Imp Deny. Wow, that was really thank you incredible. For ruining my life. Put um, a smile on my face. I'll tell you, the <laughs> fungal love on my optic nerve is making my eyes water. I'm laughing so hard. I also, my vision is getting worse. I desperately need to go to the eye doctor because my like prescription feels not as strong as it used to for my vision. And I'm like, oh, that's probably the they, lump. Yeah, they said like um, our like distance vision is being affected by the fact I told that like, you that <laughs> they being my which I mean you and your lump told me so it probably is you should go to the doctor we all have to go yeah. to the doctors listen we all, all had a fun time terrified of going to the doctor and now we have to go back in and be yep. like what is all messed up now that I'm coming get your ass to two the years? yeah oh my god well, oh we talk about of, teeth a lot so. Well, so there was a TikTok, and this woman's like, go to the dentist. I don't know how long she had been, a while, whatever. She goes in, and her jaw is basically days away from just shattering. <gasps> and she had some sort of obvious dental thing, but it wasn't causing any pain, so she didn't know about it. Now she has to insert all these surgeries and has to have a tube installed in her cheek for drainage, I, I think. And her message was, go to the dentist. And I was like, I'll be honest, I will, but this is making me not want to go to the dentist even more. Yeah. I don't want to have to find out that my jaw is going to shatter. No, that's terrible. But, you know, we we preach good oral hygiene on this podcast uh, quite often. Go to the dentist. Good oral hygiene and change your um, passwords. You know, if you, you know, like, and if change you're your like someone like, oh, I've got one password or anything, just don't do that. No, nope, don't it right do now. that anymore. Get one of those keepers. I wouldn't use it because I would be immediately locked out, but somebody else could do it and it'll be fine, I'm sure. Yeah. At this point, I'm just using all the same passwords still because Allison. <laughs> no, I've I've evolved I've evolved my on- online security um okay, good. since my second identity theft. That's all I could ask. Um and all we could ask is you continue to enjoy Found Footage Month. Yes. Um, and also to please attend our live show, which is coming yes. up on April 3rd, um, April 3rd Sunday. 7 p.m., 4 p.m., do- you know, 7 p.m. if you live on the East Coast, and then you do the math on the rest of that time zone stuff. <laughs> yeah, um, 4, 4 p.m. on the West Coast, and in and between. everything in between. Catch us, catch can. <laughs> and we will be doing um, Ty West's new movie, X, which is coming out yes. from A24. Yes. Uh, the reviews, I've only read one so far, but seem very positive, so... Mm-hmm. I'm very excited. Yeah, get those tickets at momenthouse.com slash ruined. And, uh, you know, it'll be super fun. Yeah, and speaking of terrifying Mm. filming, because I think that movie's about filming a porno and something terrible happens, we're going to be doing a a movie about a man and a a videographer. And that movie is the movie Creep, um, starring 
Oh, which Duplass brother is it? Oh, Mark. I was going to say Jay, but... It's Mark. Mark Duplass. And one of his earlier works, uh, which I had not seen before watching it for the um, podcast, came out in 2014. And again, I love Hot Fudge because, I, like we've talked about before, very pared down. You don't need mm-hmm. a ton of special effects. You just get two people. One of them is crazy. Yes. And it, it, it gives. You know, it gives what it was, it was meant to give. Yes. And we always like to have Allison watch the trailer. So, Allison, what is your reaction to the trailer of Creep? I did not know it was Mark Duplass when I... So, like, when he hits the screen, I, like, laughed and screamed. Because mm-hmm. <laughs> um, I know him mostly as a comedy person um, in the things I've seen him in. Um, definitely scary. And I think, like, the fact that there are so many, at least in the trailer, like, fake scares and, like, yeah. fake outs makes it way scarier because, like, your delineation between, like, what's actually threatening and what's not threatening is gone. Yes, absolutely. It, like, lulls you. Like, him, like, kind of being a prankster, like, lulls you into, like, a sense of, like, all right, well, if something happens, it's just a joke. Right. And then it's like, oh, JK. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Which brings me to my question about um, taking a baseline scary for the film. Allison, how scary do you find the concept of being in a remote location with a total stranger? Terrible. Zero Wouldn't do it. Could not be me. I am never doing that. And there are a lot of moments in this movie, and I'm not saying, like, a man would just naturally do this. Obviously not. I think most men, women, non-binary people of all ages would know not to enter into the scenario that our uh, one of our leads is going to enter into. But I do feel like as a woman, from, I'm going to say, 10 minutes into this movie, I would be like, uh, I'm just going to go ahead and walk away. I'm going to run into the forest. I'm going to... Yep exit the situation and fend my best, you know, do my best fending for myself. Yes. And and because Marjorie Bloss, like he's charming even in this film, he, you know, he sort of lures you into a sense of complacency, but I wouldn't get to that place because I would not end up in the situation that we end up. No. Does that make sense? No. I think, like, also it's like, yeah, not all men would do this, but no women would do this. It's, and, and if, if she did... Uh, you just hope. I hope you, you got people on speed dial. You know, I hope oh, you don't. Yeah. You hope you told someone where you're going. You know what I mean? Like yes. people end up in different situations. Make sure that other people know where you are when you're coming back. Yeah, you know. I you don't call- even like being in public with a total stranger. <laughs> right. Like, I don't even like talking to a total stranger over the phone. No, it's stressful and scary, and it feels like at any point it could go really south, and I am never going to be able to protect myself. <laughs> Speaking of going really south, Allison, would you like to guess? The twist in Creep. Guess the twist. Loosely, what I can gather from the trailer is that he is uh, making a video for his unborn child because he is dying. I'm going to guess that he is both not dying and does not have an unborn child. Allison, you're you're getting better at this every week. (laughs) Getting better at something, that's for sure. Um... And um, do you want to take a take a stab, if you will, at sort of Ooh. where we think you know we find that out, and then where where do things head in the film? I mean, I got to imagine he just like lured him there to like maybe frame him for murder. Love it, absolutely fabulous. Okay, great. So let us begin by ruining 2014's. Creep. Creep. Also, this movie is 77 minutes long. <gasps> Gorgeous. 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 Gorgina. Gorgeous. Love it. 
I mean, a second longer, unnecessary. This is exactly what I need for this I story. love an economical film that knows it, how to use minutes mm-hmm. properly and not give us a bunch of crap we don't need and keep Absolutely. people in a theater or on the couch for two and a half hours. And I feel like plenty of movies, you know, or filmmakers at, would have said, oh, we got to pad it out to 90 minutes. No. There's no need. There's simply no need. As we as we start to blend TV and film more and more and more, I'm hoping that the the shortness of a television show starts to rub off on the concept of film. Yeah, I mean, I listen. You get your bang for your buck after an hour is my vote. It's like Truly. if a movie's an hour long, I anything after that is gravy. Yes. So let's begin. We join struggling videographer Aaron. He is filming himself wisely driving up into the mountains, saying, "You know, I got this on this job posting." I don't know who I'm meeting, but it says uh, $1,000 for the day, discretion appreciated. And Aaron, the help, hopeful guy he is, he said, well, you know, what if it's a lonely 40-something hoping for a young, strapping, handsome 20-something man to give her massages and, <laughs> and whisper sweet nothings in her ear? Allison, it's not that. So nope. I, set your uh, hopes a lot lower, dude. <laughs> Aaron arrives at a remote cabin with a yellow door, which is what the instructions he received. But no one answers. No one replies to his call. There's no voicemail. And Aaron's like, great, I wasted all this gas. I drove out in the middle of fucking nowhere. <laughs> and he films the yard, which is on, like, the side of a mountain, and he sees an axe buried in a stump. Yeah. Just then, Joseph, Mark G. Plus, leaps out next to him, scaring him. Yes. And, you know, Aaron's like, ha, oh, ha, oh, gosh. Great to meet you. And Joseph, who's dressed in running gear, like he just got back from a run, hugs him, tells him like, oh, I'm a hugger. By the end of the day, this is going to be totally normal to you. And lets Aaron into the cabin, says this is my family's vacation home. Um, My dad built it. You know, there's paintings I did as a kid all over the house. And Joseph says, I'm a cancer survivor and, you know, beat it. Unfortunately, two months ago, I started having dizzy spells and I got diagnosed with an inoperable brain tumor. Unfortunately, my wife Angela is pregnant with our first child, who we're, we're calling Buddy. And and he says, "Have you ever seen the Michael Keaton movie My Life?" Allison, my question for you is, have you seen Michael Keaton's movie My Life? I have not. Me neither. I never even heard of it. Okay, great. But apparently, Michael Same. Keaton's character makes a video for his unborn son because he is terminally ill. Okay. So, as you saw in the trailer, Joseph says, "I just want you to walk with me, spend the day with me, and make a video for Buddy, so that like." When my child is older, he can sort of see me in my natural state, you know? Aaron is very touched, and he's like, I absolutely, that sounds great, you know? And and Joe's like, oh, thanks. You know, I thought you'd run away, so I really appreciate that you're on board. I know it's a little unconventional. And Joseph pays him up front, so he's like, so that's squared away. The business part is done, and I I want this to be a partnership. You know, just film me. I want to be a journey into the heart. And Aaron said, yes, no problem. And Joseph says, great. I'm going to get in the tub. And it's not time for me to ask what would you do, Allison, but I know what you'd do. I'm going to hit the bricks. I'd be out I'm of there. Gonna, there's going to be a me-shaped really hole. Out of there. I'm alone with a yep. stranger, and they say, I'm going to get in the tub? Mm-mm. No. Even if they meant Mm-mm. I'm going to get in the bathtub alone and you could hang out here, that's still bizarre. No. It's it's not like, it's like you missed the window to bathe, sir. Yeah. Now I'm here. Like, this happens <laughs> after I leave. Yeah, and also, I would assume, whether it's me or Aaron, I would assume, okay, great, so this guy is trying to have sex with me. You know what I mean? If you're with a stranger, they're like, I'm going to take out my clothes. I'd be like, oh, well, you said it was for this, but also you think during this, you're going to have sex with me, I guess. Yeah. 
Allison, Joseph then proceeds to go upstairs, get und- completely undressed, gets in the bathtub, runs oh, sure, bath. Oh, sure, sure, sure. And Aaron fills him tastefully. You know, he's like outside the tub. And Joseph says, you know, um, buddy, um, I just wanted to tell you when I was a kid, we'd always used to have tubby time with my dad when I was a, a little kid. And I realized that I'm never going to be able to have tubby time with you. So I wanted to show you what it would be like and sort of have a, a pretend tubby time. Okay. Also, he should have explained that that was what he was trying to do 100%. when he said, I'm going to get in the bath. Be like, hey, 100%. this is like a thing. I'm just trying, like, just so that this videographer knows what the fuck is going on. Yeah. Like, I get it now. And like, I'm like, I'm like, it's still weird, but like, okay. Yes. It, it's much more normal. I agree. However, while there, he's in the tub. Um, he then proceeds to just sort of like pretend to bathe with an imaginary baby. Like he lifts an invisible child into the tub oh. and like splashes him around no. and then lays the baby on his chest and like lays back and he's talking to him. And mm. Joseph tells his invisible baby, I love you so much. No. And so while so it's kind of, you know, nice, but then while the tub's draining, Joseph tells Aaron, I can't stop thinking about it two or three months at most, most of which I'll be in pain. I just keep thinking, why wait? Why, why, why wait when I can end it right now? And then he sinks I down mean, into the water. I understand that. <laughs> I mean, yeah, you're the queen of why wait? Why wait? Just kill me now. He sinks down into the water and Aaron is left to sort of timidly call for him as Joseph slips underneath the surface of the water and doesn't breathe. And now I'll ask, Allison, what would you do? What would you do? I'm out of there. I'm calling 911 and being like, hey, you guys should go to this guy's house. And I'm booking it the fuck out while they're on their way. Be like, check on him. He seems dangerous (laughs) to himself. Um, But also, I'm not making this video. (laughs) I'm not hanging around with this psycho all day. I think for me, I'm hauling him out of the tub, yes. nude. I'm screaming, what are you doing? I'm not, here's your money. Give him his money yeah. back. And then I'm out the door. Yeah. I, this, it's one, it's one thing to strip down. You know, it's one thing to be a weird person trying to scare me. Once you've slipped into, I want you to fill me potentially drowning, that is a deal breaker. I'm just not, I'm not being that kind of accomplice. <laughs> And if if this is what it's going to be, I'm going to need at least another couple thousand dollars. Easy. I'm not doing this for just a thousand. I'm sorry. Yeah, no. That Now we're in a different kind of tax bracket for that kind of work. Exactly. Emmy Award-winning John Mulaney presents Everybody's in L.A., a special run of six live episodes created by and starring Mulaney that'll stream live on Netflix during the Netflix is a Joke Fest. The comically unconventional show will feature special guests where John Mulaney explores the city of Los Angeles during a week when every funny person is in it. Watch John Mulaney Presents Everybody's in L.A., debuting May 3rd live at 7 p.m. Pacific Time, only on Netflix. My cat Rachel is the silliest cat I know. One time, she played inside a paper bag for three hours. What a mystery. But I'm glad her health isn't. Thanks to the color-changing litter from Fresh Step Crystal's Health Monitoring Litter. This premium color-changing litter has pH-activated crystals that can help me detect potential illness early. That makes it easy for me to stay on top of her health and well-being. I may not understand all of Rachel's silly quirks, but I can keep up with the important things. Find Fresh Step Crystals Health Monitoring Litter at a store near you. Fresh Step is a registered trademark of the Clorox Pet Products Company. 
So Aaron runs over to Joseph, and Joseph leaps out of the water, screaming and startling him and laughing. And he's like, I'm sorry. I have a weird sense of humor. It just get real serious in here. How would we go outside? And Aaron's like, okay. Okay. <laughs> and Aaron, because he's like from the city, you know, doesn't have like a warm enough coat. And Joseph says, uh, why don't you go get a coat from the guest bedroom closet? And Aaron pulls back the curtain uh, over the closet and he screams when he sees a wolf's head. Yes. And Joseph comes in like, oh, that's Peach Fuzz. My dad made up a character and he had a song and he would do it for us. And it was so funny. And it was like, the song sucks. Like, so it was like, <laughs> hello, my name is Peach Fuzz. I might look like I eat you up, but I'm as friendly as a rabbit. And I'd make a very good friend. Absolutely not. Again, I would be out the door. Not even an earworm. For exactly. It's not like it's like, oh, okay, your father was a talented uh, children's songwriter. Nope. It's like, you seem like you're making this up on the spot, if I'm going to be perfectly honest. Yes, yes. But, you know, Aaron gets a coat, and uh, next thing you know, Aaron's filming Joseph as they drive up a trail to sort of this hidden waterfall area called Las Aguas Milagros de Corazon, and... Okay. Uh, which translates into the waters, the miraculous waters of the heart. Yes. And uh, Joseph tells us, oh, the lady at the taco truck told us, it's like, okay, you can, you can learn her name, but told us that there's this mysterious bot, like water up in the mountains. And if you're pure of heart and you take a dip in the water, it will cure you. Okay. So I know it's just a legend, but we're going to go out there and we're going to, I'm going to bathe in the water. Again, a lot of bathing. This is a, I mean, they're they're cramming a lot of bathing into 70 minutes. <laughs> yes. A lot of bathing, a lot of moments where if I was Aaron, I'd be like, again, are we, you trying to get nude in front of me? Yeah. Is this sort of, a you know, this seems thing. like a complicated way. Yeah. So they get up there and they're power walking through the woods and Joseph just darts off into the trees, leaving Aaron alone and just like baffled. Mm-hmm. And Aaron's like, okay, great. And he goes after him. And Joseph leaps from behind a rock, screaming and laughing. And Joseph's like, oh, my God, you have to see your face. You have to see the face you made when I just jumped out. And if I'm Aaron, I'd be like, fuck you. I'm out of here. I also, like, I hate pranks. Yes. This is nonstop mean pranks. And I hate, like, I mean, obviously, like, I don't like being scared. As a human being, like, that's something I don't enjoy. That's the whole premise of this entire podcast. But, like— it's rude to scare people, <laughs> especially people Absolutely. you don't know. It's not like you're, like, lifelong best friend where, like, you can kind of just, like, goof around and be like, I gotcha. You know, what? like, right, to, yeah. like, prank a— str- to scare prank a stranger <laughs> is an absolutely sociopathic thing to do. Yes. And I think that's what we're going with the title. Yes. It's like, this guy is, like, a down-and-out absolute creep. Yes. And Joseph was like, you know, um, when I saw your face after I played that hilarious prank on you just now, there were two seconds, like, after the scare where it looked like you wanted to kill me, you know? and Because I think you have an animal inside. We all do. And Aaron's like, okay, cool, dude. Sure. Whatever, bro. And they're sort of talking. He's like, oh, uh, you know, Aaron, is there anyone, like, you need to make amends with before you die? And Aaron's like, well, I have an X. And Joseph said, did you say axe? It's like, no, you got axe on the brain. Because you're a creep. And he goes, he says, um, you know, Aaron, when you saw the axe outside my house, did you think for a second, like, maybe I'd kill you? And Aaron says, well, no. I am now. No, I didn't think that. Eventually, they're walking for seemingly an hour, 
And Aaron says, you know, we're in the middle of nowhere, and I haven't been really keeping track. Do you remember how to get back? And Joseph says, no, I don't remember how to get back. What? But we'll worry about that later. We're moving forward. We're not moving backwards. <laughs> right? So now they're out in the middle of fucking nowhere, nowhere. No, 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 no. And even, like, either one, like, that's true, and it's like, oh, we're in the middle of nowhere with, like, no yes. path through. Or it's not true, and he does know the path back, and that's a fucking dick move. Absolutely. Suddenly, Joseph runs ahead and he shows Aaron, he's like, like this lookout point, this rocky outcropping. And he says, Aaron, you're not going to believe this. Allison, they've arrived at the waterfall, the miraculous waters, and it's shaped like a heart, mm. like from above. Mm-hmm. And I'm assuming that's why it's named that. Sure. And they sort of kind of play around. It looks like it's fucking freezing. But they have Aaron sort of holding a branch and he dips his feet in and they both roll up their jeans and they kind of walk into the water with the idea that like, they know it's not going to cure Joseph, but also... You're already here. You know, yeah. we're already here. Yeah, we're already here. <laughs> and they hug each other, and they kind of, like, Joseph kind of anoints Aaron with the water and has him anoint him. And Joseph carves, like, a piece of shale or... What do you call that? Like a like a little break, a little crumbly rock. I think shale was right. Shale, there you go. Well, I haven't thought of that since, like, high school. Yeah. Shale, he writes J plus A on the rock. Again... If I if I'm Aaron, I'm like, oh no, this guy wants is gonna try to sleep with yes, me. Like yes. he's trying to make this something like that like is not romantic or sexual. Yes. No. Yeah. And it's like, man, I don't think so. I don't think so. So to celebrate not dying in the woods, I guess, or like finding the the waters, um, they head to Billy's bar, Billy, Billy Bears, which is like the one diner in town. It's been there forever. You know, Joseph used to go there as a kid. Interestingly, however, Joseph looks at the menu and said, I wonder what's good here. And Aaron, who's behind the camera, is like, didn't you just, like, didn't you just say you came here when you were growing up? He's like, oh, yeah, no, I just mean, like, sometimes they they choose the menu. I just, just wondering what's good here, you know? Mm, I don't trust it. I know. And Joseph says, Aaron, is there anything you regret? And I'm like, yeah, taking this job. Yep, every second. with you. Yep. Instead, Aaron tells perhaps the craziest story like that I would have chosen. <laughs> and he's like, do you regret anything? And Aaron says, yeah. And he, this is the story. Alice, this is the story he tells. Oh, he no. goes, yeah, I used to pee my pants a lot as a kid. And my mom, <laughs> my mom got this device from a catalog that would beep when it got wet. I'm not laughing at peeing your pants as a child. I'm laughing at like, this is the thing you regret. Right, it's like that like... I ch- also, like, it's like you did this intentionally. Also, like, you were telling a total stranger who is a weird psycho who is like maybe coming on to you. This, right? I mean, maybe he's trying to like put a kibosh on that. He's like, I would tell my gross pee pants story. Desexualize himself by pee the pee stories. Okay, keep and going. And then also that his mother got this device, and it's like so the device only so beef sort of gets wet. So the only purpose is of, of the device is to humiliate your child because it's not like it like <laughs> dries his pants off or like if it sent a secret text to you like Mom, I peed my pants. Yes. Come bring me new pants. That would be different. Instead, it's just telling everyone that he peed his pants. Oh, Alert, alert. Hmm. Yeah, Aaron peed his pants. Aww. So one day, he's um, on the playground. He's like, I knew I had to pee, but I didn't want to go. So he just, it seemed like he was just actively, he just started pissing his pants on the monkey bars. <laughs> and, of course, the alarm goes off. And he's like, I remember laying there in the sand with the alarm going off. And that was the first time I felt shame. And I'm like, I guess the device worked then. Like, I guess, like, that. what other purpose would the device have? Yeah, it's to do. It certainly wasn't to cure you. Yeah, no. Well, okay. <laughs> I, yeah, I, I, yeah, I was like, wow. And also, like, that's your regret? I don't know, whatever. So Aaron takes the camera back, and Joseph holds up his phone. He's like, well, here's what I regret. 
And he shows Aaron all these photos of um, Aaron arriving at the cabin. Because when Aaron first arrived, he couldn't, no, he didn't answer the door. There was no, like, he couldn't get him on his cell phone. So ostensibly, Joseph was just standing nearby taking photos of Aaron, unable to get inside the cabin and reply to him. And Aaron says, reasonably enough, why did you do that? Why, yes. why, why would you just not come Valid out? And Joseph says, he says, I don't know, but I'm sorry, and I'm ashamed. And I'm like, this is very bad. This like, is a very bad. bad sign. This is bad. Allison, Get night up and falls. leave. Get up and leave. It is nighttime. So now it's dark no. out. And Aaron goes back to Joseph's house, but wisely, before he even goes inside, it's like, I think I'm going to head back home. It's going to be a drive. And Joseph's like, no, it's like just 20 minutes in the pitch dark down the mountain. It's not that bad I at mean. all. Yeah. I'm also like, I, you paid me... It's like you paid me a thousand dollars. In my mind, that's that's dawn to dusk. I'm not staying overnight no, with you. No, no, night has a separate fee. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, nighttime. If I'm gonna have to stay over again, obviously you're gonna try to sleep with me. Yeah. It would be my assumption. So I just said no. Like, let me pour you a whiskey. We'll have one drink. And Joseph's like, oh, and Aaron says, okay, one drink. And as Aaron climbs the stairs, Joseph sort of like goes into the cabin ahead of him. And when Aaron arrives through the door, Joseph leaps out screaming no. and laughing all over again. I'd be like, well, I was gonna, and now I'm not. Like, you're real. like, yes. if you want me to do this and be here with you, like, you can't be terrorizing me. This is why we have rules about how employers can treat employees. Yes. Like, much like in your workplace, yes. just because you're paying me money does not mean you're allowed to keep jumping out and screaming yes. and scaring me. Yes. Or God knows what else. You know what I mean? Like, this this is a professional interaction. Absolutely. You, you are not allowed to do this. Yeah, you cannot be like this to an employee. Like, you work together now on this. Money is involved. And do you think there weren't enough red flags, which there were. There were ten, plenty. Infinite. So they have a drink, and then Aaron's like, okay, well, I had the one drink I agreed to, so I'm going to go ahead and head out. Joseph tells Aaron, if I tell you something... Would you promise to never tell another living soul? I am just going to run. Like, I'm just running I wouldn't want to know what that thing is. I'm a very curious, you juicy, gossip-loving person. I don't want to know this that information. Bad. This isn't yeah, like this is my coworker exactly. sleeping with his boss. Like, it's like, Yeah. <laughs> right. <sighs> this is, he, somebody, he's about to confess to you a terrible thing yes. that you will be able to testify to on yes. the stand. Absolutely. You know? But Aaron says, oh, okay. All right, Aaron. You, you, here you go. And Joseph said, well, this isn't for Buddy's video, okay? This is for you, Aaron, so shot the camera. Aaron is not totally stupid, so he puts the camera down so he can't see anything, but he gives the audio on. Okay. So he's recording this. Spooky. Okay. He, Allison, here is the story. No. Joseph tells Aaron, four years ago, um, the internet at my house, uh, me and Angela's ha- apartment, started got super slow. And my coworker says, well, maybe your browser's full. So he goes home, and they have, like, a computer they both share at home. And he finds the browser history full of animal pornography. And he says, the only two people using that computer were me and my wife. So I confront Angela. She denies it. And it creates this huge rift in our relationship, as it it would. Oh, yeah. I bet. Also, I I don't know enough about it, but I got to imagine, just to use a private screen, but I also, you probably have to go to the dark web for that kind of thing. I don't even know, like, how you obtain animal pornography. Right. Well, there were, and yeah. we don't want to know, so please do yeah, not Yeah, don't tell in. us. Don't tell us how you get your animal porn. It's absolutely yeah. not 
okay. But he did it like his wife was just Googling it and like like looking at it. I agree. It would be a huge problem huge. in a relationship. Huge. I would say a deal breaker mm, personally. Me too. That's a deal breaker, ladies. <laughs> um, yeah, so much animal pornography that the, your home computer cannot function anymore. <laughs> I'd say there are other fish in the sea, you yeah. know, Joseph. Yep, time to move on. Um, but I don't know. Joseph is such a weird dude. Maybe he's like, this is my only chance. I'm so off-putting. I have to make it work with Angela. I guess. So that's not even the bad part. Oh. So they then, they go to the cavern to reconnect, right? And Joseph tells Angela, oh, I was unexpectedly called back into work. But I didn't go back to work. I went and I bought the mask. I lied to you about the peach fuzz mask. I bought it. It wasn't my dad. He didn't make a character. Joseph went and he bought the wolf mask. And he came back in the middle of the night. He broke in. And he tied up Angela and has what he describes as ravenous, animalistic sexual intercourse. And then escaped out the window and pretended to come back in the morning. What? And Joe, yes. And Joseph says, when I came back that morning, I think that's a he crime. asked Angela how her night was, and she said, good. And then they never <sighs> talked about it again. <laughs> and when they went home, the internet came back up to speed. I guess because she had lived her fantasy. And then he says, Aaron, I raped my own wife. And I'm like, Ugh. I don't know what you expect Aaron to say to all this. Why would you tell this person this thing? So cut back to, so then we cut to, Joseph's kind of wrapping up, and Aaron's like, great, I think we got it. I'm going to head out. You know, like he's filming like the final moments, whatever. Allison, Aaron goes to look for his keys no. in his jacket. No. And his keys are gone. No. And Joseph says, did I freak you out with my rape story? And freak Aaron's you like, out? Nope. That's totally cool. I thought it was a cool story, and I loved hearing about it. Anyways, where are my keys? And Joseph's like, no, you've been drinking. You're not sober. Like, you're going to get arrested. You're going to get a DUI. You can't get down the mountain. You can stay here. We have plenty of beds. No. Again, I'm like, this guy's going to try to have sex with Absolutely. me. Absolutely. I'd be like, I'll walk in the dark. Yeah, That's 100%. fine. I'll figure it out. Right. I was saying, you've already told me you raped your own wife. Yeah. <laughs> like, like, you I, bathed in nothing. front of me twice, kind of. <laughs> Nothing to cling to, right? Nothing. Uh, right. So I was like, I wrote down, I'm like, I might get a DUI, but I won't be raped by a guy in a wolf mask. Yeah. So it's sort of like, you know, way which of those you'd rather uh, deal with. Yeah. Aaron, again, not totally stupid, says, you know what? You're right. I will have a drink. And we see him in the sort of the, the background of the, of the video pouring himself and Joseph a glass of whiskey. But he slips something into Joseph's drink. I, we later find out it's Benadryl. It's not just, I was like, does that guy carry roofies? Is he also? Yeah, I was going to say, like, where did it come from? But I guess you might have Benadryl on you if you're up in the woods. You know, and... if you saw Aaron, you'd be like, that guy carries Benadryl. Totally. Yeah, just yeah, yeah, he yeah. just Got has it. glasses. But, like, yeah. I, I I mean, look I at us. I have a Zyrtec. <laughs> We're both wearing but glasses. Yeah, exactly. And I always have Benadryl. <laughs> right. Who am I? Who are we to say? And Joseph says, you know, I want to do my final take again, you know? And he, he drinks the drink and he's like, oh, it tastes kind of weird, don't you think? And Aaron's like, my drink tastes just fine. Next thing you know, Joseph is dead asleep on the couch, and Aaron sh goes to check if he's asleep, and Joseph is mumbling about peach fuzz, and I don't know why Aaron— I guess Aaron still thinks he can find the keys. If I'm Aaron, I am running down the hill. Yeah. I don't—I'll come and get my—I'll have—come with the cops to get my car the next day or whatever. Right, right. Have a toad. Who cares? Um, get out of there. But he thinks, you know, he has a suspicion, so he goes and he unzips Jeff's pocket looking for the keys— only to find Jeff's phone, which immediately starts ringing. He looks at it. It's Angela. Now, Aaron, I guess assuming, well, you've dealt with him, runs into the other room and answers it. Right. He's whispering. 
And he's like, um, I'm with Joseph. My name's Aaron. I was hired to be here. And Angela says, I recommend you leave right now. Mm-hmm. Just walk out of the house. You'll be fine. Just leave now. And he says, well, I can't find my keys. Angela says, send me the address of where you're at and then just leave. My brother has problems. And Aaron's oh. like, your brother? I thought it was your husband. And I thought he had, he was telling me about his, his terminal cancer. And, and Angela says, cancer? <gasps> Allison, the call that, of course, breaks up. Of course. And when Aaron goes back to the living room, Joseph is gone. No. Run, run. Get out. Throw yourselves out of a window. I don't it's a care. two-story drop Get out of the hill. out. It is worth it. It is worth yeah. it. Get out of the house. Instead, he's like, oh, Joseph. And he goes to the sliding glass door and he creeps towards it. This long sequence. And he screams as Joseph like appears of right course. behind him. And Joseph says, death, it's coming. There's nothing we can do. And he bursts into tears. And Aaron says, hey, you know what? I know what's going on here. I know you're dealing with a lot of stuff. I want to help you. But you know, you got to give me my keys. And, and Joseph's like, I don't know what you're talking about. And then finally Aaron says, I talked to Angela. And with that, Joseph bolts back into the house and down the stairs to the front door. Aaron's like, well, fuck. So Aaron goes down to try to exit the front door, and he finds Joseph blocking the door while wearing the peach fuzz mask. No. I'd be like, no. And, no. and he's growling, and he's sort of rubbing his butt on the door, like, like he's like being an animal. Yeah. And Aaron asks him, are you going to let me go? And Joseph shakes his head no. Allison, now I must ask you, who will survive? survive. I think Aaron will survive and Joseph dies. Okay, great. Suffering from aches and pains? The all-new Tempur-Pedic Adapt Mattress eases your pressure points all night, every night. Now, save up to $500 on select adjustable mattress sets at TempurPedic.com. Select adjustable mattress sets only. Lesser savings may apply. Emmy Award-winning John Mulaney presents Everybody's in L.A., a special run of six live episodes created by and starring Mulaney that'll stream live on Netflix during the Netflix is a Joke Fest. The comically unconventional show will feature special guests where John Mulaney explores the city of Los Angeles during a week when every funny person is in it. Watch John Mulaney Presents Everybody's in L.A., debuting May 3rd live at 7 p.m. Pacific time, only on Netflix. Aaron, and again, this is, he realized he, he probably blew it a thousand times he could have left. He screams, stop it, at Joseph, and he lunges at, jo- at Joseph. The next image we see, it's morning, and we see Joseph dragging two very large garbage bags up the hill. And he throws them down, and he starts digging a hole. But it turns out the footage we're watching is a DVD that Aaron has received. So Aaron is alive. He's back home. It's sometime later. And Aaron thought, as he tells us to the camera, because he's like, I'm just recording this because I'm concerned about how this is, what's happening. Yes. He gets back. After they have a fight, Joseph runs runs off. And Aaron finally just fucking runs down the hill. Thank God. I mean, And had to have his car towed. I know, exactly. And he's like, I got back. It was fine. I didn't hear anything from him. Luckily, he paid in cash. And I thought that, like, I escaped it. It was fine. But unfortunately, he got a DVD in the mail, which means Joseph knows Aaron's home address. <gasps> move. Um, no, uh, go stay with the friend, right. at least. You know what I mean? Like, break your lease and then move eventually. But right now, 
go stay at a hotel. Go get s- out of your home. Fly to a different state. Yes. Just get out of there. And also call the cops immediately. And we'll get yes. into that. He does call the cops eventually. But I'm like, that. when you get the DVD, you call the cops. Yeah. And because at least, I'm not saying the cops fix, fix everything. Obviously not. But like, no. then you start a record of like how it's been escalating, what's yes. been happening. You know, at least there's like information that will lead other people to being able to help you. Yes. So Aaron says, so I'm seeing his DVD and I'm concerned because clearly he's digging like a grave for me. Like that's sort of the yes. um, message. Allison, he said, I'm not going to watch this and I, I refuse to engage in this game. So he throws the DVD in the trash. No, you need to watch Destroying the whole... all proof that it, yeah. <laughs> that it existed. Mistakes are being made. So mistake after mistake in this film. Um, that night, Aaron wakes up and he tells us about, he's like, I had a dream. Me and Joseph and we're at the Heart Rock... Only it's a hot tub. He's got the peach fuzz mask on. And I don't think that's weird because I have one on too. Only mine's like a baby mask, baby wolf. And they're having tubby time with Joseph pouring wine on him, only for Aaron to look down and realize that the pool is full of not water, but blood. blood. Of course. Which would be very distressing. Yes. The next day, Aaron receives a huge package <laughs> at his front door. And inside is a knife and a DVD. And he puts the DVD in. And Joseph says, I'm sorry about that last night, a DVD. Okay, that was on me. I shouldn't have said that. <laughs> but I found the better draw bottle you drug me with. So that was very clever. And I sent you a knife and this DVD. And a third thing. So if you haven't found it, go ahead and, and look at the box. Which I thought was very, he knew he didn't even find it yet. Oh, my God. And Allison, it's a baby wolf doll. <gasps> and Joseph has this insane little monologue that, like, what? is incoherent. Because he's like, I love wolves because I love very deeply. But they're violent and they will kill the thing they love. I'm like, this is not science. This, what are we- this is not a, a good depiction of wolves. Yes. <laughs> I don't think they have any part of this, Joseph. And he says to Aaron, this baby wolf reminds me of you because I want you to embrace your inner wolf. And in that moment, when you looked at me after your fear, there was rage, and it was like a baby rage. And I want you to take the knife, and I want you to stab this baby wolf. And Aaron stabs the doll. And inside, he finds a necklace that, when it opens, plays a lullaby. And in the locket is a picture. This is very elaborate. 100%. Picture of Joseph and Aaron. And on the back, it's engraved. It says J&A forever. So I was like, did he have to wait a couple days to start sending DVDs because he was waiting for the jewelers to finish engraving this? Yes. <laughs> Finally, Aaron thankfully says, it's time to call the cops. And we hear his phone call, and Aaron makes some decisive mistakes, but I think the cops don't really help him either. He says, "I, you know, this guy has been sending me messages. Uh, we had a, He attacked me one night. I don't know his last name, and I don't know where he lives because I looked up in the cabin as a rental, and I have no other information about him. And I'm like, Aaron, you have the address of the cabin. Yeah, they give them that. renting it. Right. Also, the package arrived. There, I mean, like, maybe he could somehow figure it out to have an address on it. But, like, if the cops solicit information from the Postal Service, they might be able to get something. They were, will give it, yeah. Like, and also, like, you went to the diner. Go talk to the— like, it's Right. Like, you yes. are cutting off your ability. You are pretending like you don't have information. You have plenty of information. Yeah, you also have, like, tons of video and, and images of him— like, absolutely. Be like, here's what he looks like. Right. If nothing else, yeah, the cops can have that and be like, does anyone recognize this? Put it on whatever. It's 2014. They have computers. Yes. You know what I mean? Like, there'd be at least a way to build a profile of this person. Correct. That night, Aaron wakes up and again tells the camera he's having the same nightmare with different variations. <clears throat> and this time, the hot tub has retractable spikes in it. Suddenly, 
There's a thud at the door. <gasps> Aaron leaps up. It's the middle of the night. He turns on all the lights, and he grabs the knife that Joseph sent, Joseph sent him. And I'll be honest, I thought at this point in the movie that Joseph was trying to trick Aaron into murdering him. Yes. And sort of, like, getting blamed for it. Yes. Such is not the case. Oh, interesting. As Aaron's going through, he's like, who's there? I can hear you. Behind him, we see Joseph standing in the window of the back door, and he ducks down. By the time Aaron comes to the door, Joseph is is invisible. And then Aaron opens the door and walks outside. (gasps) At this point, Aaron, I'm sorry, this might be on you. This is on you a little bit. We passed the Rubicon. Now you're just acting crazy. Yeah. You're not thinking things through. He goes outside. And he hears some noise, and he goes down the alley to the back of the house, and he finds the garbage all ripped up. And he's like, oh, it was just raccoons. It's like, no. But you recorded this, so you would be able to go home and just replay it right now. Yes. And see that Joseph was being filmed. Yes. Even more incriminating, that night, Aaron's camera turns on, and Joseph, obviously, it films him as he sleeps, <gasps> and then take a snippet of Aaron's hair. Hair? Again, Aaron, if you wanted, I feel like if you're recording everything, go back and review it at the end of every day. Because if you had, or even backed up a little bit, you'd be like, oh, he got into my house somehow. Yes. Later that week, a couple days later, Aaron shows us that there's a DVD wedged through the broken screen in his bedroom window. Aaron, why do you have your window open when you sleep anyways? Bad idea. At this stage, with the menacing that has been going on, yeah, it's not, you can't, also, why are you still sleeping at your own home? Like, get the fuck out of there. Tell your friends. Go to a hotel. Yeah, exactly. Go stay with your parents. Go, you know, figure something out. Crash on someone's couch. That's totally fine. The new DVD says, my last DVD. And on the DVD, Joseph complains about all the stuff that he found in in Aaron's garbage. Surprise, it wasn't raccoons, including the first DVD that Aaron threw away and the locket. And he's like, you know, I was really hurt when I saw that, but I realized that you were right to throw it away because our friendship is made of bullshit and lies. This is my uh, attempt to be real and truthful and honest with you. And he says, the truth is, I don't know what's wrong with me. I've always been like this. You know, I, I've tried to like live like this. I tried to become an actor, but I couldn't get off on it because it wasn't real. And so I saw doctors and I got medic- medicated, but none of it helped. Like, I don't have any friends. I've burned every bridge with my parents, my sisters. I'm hoping you, Aaron, will give me a chance to talk to you and apologize. I'll be at Lake Gregory. It's a public place. You know, we can meet near outside. I'm going to be there tomorrow at 11 a.m. Because the truth is, I'm a sad and lonely person. And I really need a friend. And I feel like you're the only chance I have. And Aaron says, to us, what the hell am I supposed to do? Look at him. He's so sad. You're not supposed to do anything, Aaron. No, you're supposed to call the police and be like, hey, here's that guy. Go to this place and arrest this guy. Exactly. Why would you not be like, hey, I'm meeting with my stalker. Could you please? The cops do that all the time. They will just come and sit and make sure nothing goes wrong. Right. Like, it makes zero sense. But Aaron is a true believer, I guess, in the power of friendship. I don't even know. So (laughs) the next day, Aaron arrives at Lake Gregory, and he puts the camera in his car's windshield to, like, record. Okay. And he he puts his phone on speed dial and 911 in his pocket. And Aaron goes to sit on his bench, on a bench near the water, in frame of the camera. Mm-hmm. And he waits for Joseph. And there's we hear a chainsaw start up nearby, which would have been enough for me to leave. <laughs> but the chainsaws are related. I think it was I'd probably just they there. were shooting it, yeah. They were shooting it, and that was happening, and they were like, leave it in. <laughs> yeah, it's terrifying. Allison, Aaron looks over the water. Does it look 
to his left, his right, or behind him at any point in time. Joseph walks up, puts the peach fuzz mask on, and then takes an axe and swings it down into the top of Aaron's head, killing him. <gasps> in public? In public. There's not anyone around, which there'd be at least somebody driving by who would see that. Like, I'm sorry. Yeah. As And then and we realize the footage we're watching is actually Joseph watching Aaron's camera. And Aaron says to the camera, like, Why didn't you at least look behind you? I mean, it just seemed dumb that you would just sit there. And then I realized why you didn't turn around. It's because you're the greatest person that's ever lived, Aaron. No matter what I did, you thought that I was somehow still good and would do you no harm. And that's why you'll always be my favorite of them all. And he watches the footage again, and his breath kind of gets heavy, and he's, like, watching it over and over again. And they turns the camera to the image, and suddenly Joseph, in the footage at the lake, leaps out in front of the camera and screams. And then the actual Joseph screams back. And our final image is Joseph, now calling himself Bill, answering a call from somebody else replying to the job posting. And he puts oh, Aaron no. a DVD that says Aaron on it into a cabinet, which has at least two dozen VHS tapes and DVDs with different people's names on it, if not more. The end. Oh, boy. Wow. Yeah. Wow. I'll be honest. It barely uh, seems worth revisiting because the whole thing is uh, it's fatal a mistake mistakes. after another mistake. But, Allison, what are some fatal mistakes um, that you think um, may have happened in the film? Fatal mistakes. Um, I would say going at all to do, to do this job, yeah. and at every single point where he clearly gave you the reddest flag ever, yeah, not leaving, yeah, and then not, and then also not bringing the cops to meet, like, like you, like everything else that he did, and even going and meeting him, it's like okay, but like if you had just brought the cops with you or a police escort or whatever, like you probably would still be alive. Yeah. I feel like for me, there's so many red flags, obviously. If somebody says they're going to take a bath while you're home and in their, in their, you've never been in their home before and they're a stranger, a huge red flag. When, like, at a certain point, there is a level of, well, I guess this person's strange, and that's fine. Once you have actively drugged that person, mm-hmm. you, you understand that this person is incredibly dangerous. You've got to just get out of there. Yeah. That was a huge mistake. Um, but yeah, the main mistake, of course, was going to be him, which is, it doesn't make any sense. Yeah. Deeply Why insane. Did you do that? I guess the reason he did it is the same reason he took that job to begin with. Yeah. Aaron was too pure for this world. Oh. Wow. R.I.P. R.I.P. And then, of course, where would you like to put creep on the spooky scale, Allison? A spooky scale. Whew. I mean, all of the found footage movies, I think, are like just. Uh, always a step above what yeah. they would be if they weren't found footage um, because it's such an arresting form. Um, I think this is like a, a seven yeah. to me. I think the like all the like pranks and like and fake outs like did make it much, much scarier when like really bad things start happening. Um, I, I'm going to give this a six. I agree. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, there are a lot of, even amidst the many mistakes Aaron made, they, it was still all, like, played so realistically mm-hmm. that, like, I, you know, obviously it was dumb in retrospect, but I can imagine 
not myself, of course, but you know what I mean? You're in a situation with somebody who's strange. You're not sure how to read it. And that's a and very— And you don't want to offend people. Exactly. And that's a very terrifying concept of like, yes. well, I'm giving you the benefit of the doubt, and he, he's just the one person you're going to meet in your life where you absolutely should not have done it. And done yeah. that. And that's, that is terrifying. That is very, very, very scary. Well, guys, um, we hope you enjoyed us ruining Creep. There is a Creep yes. too, which I'm glad you didn't know about, because then you're like, oh, I think that um, Joseph dies. I was like, he comes back in the sequel, girl, but luckily you didn't know. <laughs> yes, I had no idea. And uh, please join us Sunday, April 3rd um, yes. at 7 p.m. Eastern, 4 p.m. Western. Oh, my God, 4 p.m. Pacific. Um, <laughs> for our live show, we'll be doing Ty West's new movie, X. And yes. you can get tickets at momenthouse.com slash ruined. Yes. And um, even if you can't time. and if you can't watch it on Sunday, you have the uh, the link will be active for 72 hours. We're gonna make a cocktail. You can buy merch at the link. Uh, we're gonna play some games. We're gonna have just an absolute blast, and we hope you'll be able to join us. Yes. Um, and keep leaving those spooky uh five-star rating reviews. So good. Uh, we will continue reading them. Please. Stop ruining my life, uh, optical or nerve lump. Um, please, and, please don't. And, uh, yeah, I guess above all, we got to ask. If you're going to do anything. If you're going to do anything. Please. You know, I do those other two things. Come to the live show and leave us more reviews. But also. Right. Keep, keep it spooky. spooky. Bye. Bye. Ruined is a Radio Point production with executive producers Alex Bach, Sabrina Fonfetter, and Houston Snyder. Recorded and edited by Kat Iosa. Emmy Award-winning John Mulaney presents Everybody's in L.A., a special run of six live episodes created by and starring Mulaney that'll stream live on Netflix during the Netflix is a Joke Fest. The comically unconventional show will feature special guests where John Mulaney explores the city of Los Angeles during a week when every funny person is in it. Watch John Mulaney Presents Everybody's in L.A., debuting May 3rd live at 7 p.m. Pacific Time, only on Netflix.